Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Ube Dakhorn. Welcome to Liftoff with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today I'm very excited to introduce you to Kaylee Clamp. How are you doing, Kaylee? And where are you hanging out right now? <laughs> I am doing great. I am in Boulder, Colorado this morning. Wonderful. It's a pleasure having you here today. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you. Wonderful. So Kelly Kemp is an executive coach and leading expert on small group dynamics and leadership development. She's a TEDx speaker and the author of four books, the most recent of which is The 80-80 Marriage. I think your mission, as you also say on your website, that every business dynamic is a human dynamic is very remarkable and very inspiring. So I'm very thankful that I can talk to you today, Kelly. Well, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Wonderful. So shall we dive in? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? So I have the privilege to work with C-suite leaders who are curious about how they lead, how they grow, where they're in the zone or using their best stuff and how they can help their teams communicate more effectively, engage more effectively, collaborate more effectively. And I do that with all kinds of tools that I just really respect and appreciate. Things like the Enneagram personality model that helps people understand what's motivating that behavior or the 15 commitments of conscious leadership, helping teams engage in ways that are more curious rather than defensive or claim responsibility rather than falling into blame or rescuing or are candid rather than withholding or gossiping. And as you mentioned, my most recent project is my husband and I together published a book called The 80-80 Marriage. And in that book, what we really looked at was shifting out of a mindset of striving for 50-50 fairness, and instead, what would it look like to be in a mindset of 80-80 radical generosity, and shifting out of a structure where I win and potentially you lose, instead to really one of winning together, where it feels like shared success that we're a real team. And I think the second question you asked me is, on what are the challenges that these folks face? Yeah, what's the biggest challenge they face, exactly? Yeah, so there are classic challenges that I think show up that are in some ways specific to my clients and in many ways are more universal. Things like how do we communicate or how do we have difficult conversations or hmm, the tools or the strategies that I use to get me here aren't going to get me there. They're not going to take me to that next level. How do I grow? How do I adjust? How do I enhance the different tools and skills that I have in my toolbox. But the challenge that I've really been struck by recently is how fairness gets in the way of thriving relationships, both personally and professionally. Mm, very interesting point you're just making. And what are common mistakes they make when trying to solve that problem? 
Well, so the big idea around fairness, in some ways, it's a noble aspiration that I actually want to say that in psychology, fairness is one of the universal principles that humans can kind of agree on. But the mistake is that in striving to make things perfectly fair, exactly 50-50, we end up doing a bunch of scorekeeping. And so it has us relate to each other from a position of tit for tat or you know, making sure that I'm not being taken advantage of. And in some ways, it sets us off in a posture of defensiveness. And one of the things that's a really interesting mistake there is that our brains are actually quite terrible at knowing what's fair. And in psychology, they call it the availability bias. And really, that's just a very fancy way of saying, I know everything that I do. So in my personal life, I know every dish that I've washed. I'm very familiar with every load of laundry that I folded. At work, I am absolutely familiar with every difficult client that I've engaged with, every report that I've I've written. But I often miss what you're doing. Not because I wouldn't appreciate it, but because since I didn't do it, it's not in my field of awareness. And so with that, I'm very easily overestimating the things that I do because I know about all of them and underestimating the things that you do because they're not in my field of awareness. So the mistake is one, it's scorekeeping and two, it's made up. It doesn't exist at all. <laughs> I get it. So if I understand you correctly, that means that the 80-80 uh, principle or um way of doing uh, things or a new way of doing things would be kind of like overachieving or overdoing fairness, so to speak. Is that yes. correct? You ah, are exactly right. So the idea is instead of striving to make things perfectly fair, instead I strive to contribute 80%. And the math doesn't work. There is no such thing as 160%. But the idea is that By striving to do more than my fair share, I land somewhere closer to what feels like equal contribution. And more importantly, I drop that mindset of striving to make it perfectly fair. And instead, it becomes a gift or a contribution to our team, to our project, to our family, whatever it is that we are up to together. I love this idea. So it's more kind of like more flexibility in, in relationships and not overthinking. Is this fair and having that measurement at hand? So it's really like freeing yourself up to like, yeah, there's some wiggle room. Anyway, it's fair at the end. Uh, and uh, yeah, just go for it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yes. And it's both about what you do But it's also about what you notice that in some ways, as I strive to do more, I'm also shifting the glasses that I wear in all of my relationships, where instead of looking for, well, what did you do? Was it even? Instead, I'm looking for what are the ways that you were generous and can I appreciate you for that? How do you have perhaps on our team together a unique skill or a comment or an insight that everyone else missed. In our family, it might be that you just went above and beyond in the ways that we're engaging together and really appreciating that in the other person. 
Wonderful. I love this. So before I ask Kaylee, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something to our audience here. If you are enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So Kaylee, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with that issue? Well, it, it is what we were just describing. It actually, it doesn't cost any money to shift your mindset to that of radical generosity, that it doesn't actually cost you, it frees up energy. So it actually is contributing to yourself. Same thing, appreciation is free, and yet it's able to create this virtuous cycle in your relationships that can make such a profound difference. Mm, wonderful. And I love the energizing result, you know, I'm all for it, uh, that it, uh, that it uh, provides. So this is wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing this uh, super, super helpful advice here. So, and uh, what would be one value free resource that you can direct people to that will help with that issue or in a broader sense? Yeah, I think at this point, the website 8080 marriage, so 8080marriage.com. That website is full of free resources for people to tap into. One of my favorite is um, we have a weekly newsletter. And every week we'll send out an idea that we're exploring through the lens of 8080 or radical generosity. And there's an archive in our blog of all of the newsletters that we've written and all the articles that we've published. For this audience, I can imagine that they might really love the one that we wrote about co-founders in Fast Company, taking this concept of 80-80 or radical generosity right to the top of a business situation. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Of course, we will put the, uh, the link in the show description for that and uh, listen up. So this is, you know, kind of like an easy way to practice uh, the 80-80 rule here. So wonderful. Thank you again for sharing this wonderful resource, Kaylee. Absolutely. And if you're more of a daily versus a weekly person, if you're on Instagram, uh, 8080 Marriage, we post every day a tip, a challenge, and we love hearing from our community. So if you have a specific question that you're thinking about, that's another way to engage with us directly. Wonderful. Absolutely. I love it. Thank you. So what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? So the question that I was thinking about is, well, Kaylee, you're suggesting a tool that goes between our personal and our professional lives. Aren't we different in these different environments? And as I think about that, there's a way that, of course, we can accentuate different dimensions of ourselves appropriately in the different relationships that we're in, that probably people don't want to be coached by the part of me that plays dress up with my daughter. And she's not actually interested in playing dress up with the executive coach version of me. And yet, My experience working with really skilled and talented leaders is that there is a through line. Wherever you go, there you are. And so being in the inquiry around how are you consistent and how can you consistently be growing in this dimension of self-awareness and generosity, I think serves you in all dimensions of your life. Perfect. Perfect answer to that question. So, Kaylee, this brings me to my last question already, and it's a personal one. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? 
as I was reflecting on this, I realized something about myself, which is I am more of a, it brought tears to my eyes lady than I am a goosebumps person. And for me, it was my nine-year-old was in a play and it brought tears to my eyes to watch these young people. It was a rendition of the Wizard of Oz. She played the scarecrow. And what was so touching to me was seeing them support each other, engage with each other, laugh, but really the sense of play and joy that I think sometimes adults forget about. And that reminder of the joy that's ever present, it brought tears to my eyes. Mm, wonderful moment. And thank you for sharing. This is, I'm having the shivers right now. And uh, I confess, I'm, I've, I'm both. I get goosebumps all the time and I also <laughs> tear up easily. So <laughs> maybe you should just, uh, you know, observe yourself the next time you're tearing up if you're having goosebumps. Wait, <laughs> see if they always go together. Yeah, should be. <laughs> wonderful answer to that question. Thank you again, Kaylee, for uh, this wonderful Goosebumps moment, for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you. I appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you shared with us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. What a delight to engage. And I hope that all of the listeners come find us and are able to stretch in this direction. Absolutely. We will make sure they will. <laughs> so it was my pleasure talking to you. Thank you again. Thank, my pleasure. Thank you for listening. And as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.